What is up? My name is Brady Silverwood. At 24 years old, I've sold a successful business called Sunny Co Clothing, which you might know from the viral red swimsuit on Instagram. In 2019, just like Forrest Gump, I ran across the entire United States of America. Now, anyone who has been successful knows there's no smooth road to success. The purpose of this show is to share our imperfect stories and empower you to chase your dreams as we chase ours. A lot of us think we need to know it all from the beginning. We don't, but we can't reach our dreams if we don't start. So, let's start! All right, welcome to another episode of the Start, Start, Start podcast. I'm your host, Brady Silverwood. We have such an amazing episode for you guys today. Uh, Before we get started, let's talk about our positive story of the week. Um, Today, the positive story of the week goes out to Natalie Riley. Um, she's She's a woman that just started leaving love notes for first responders. So she would write a couple, uh, you know, nice notes to first responders and to keep their spirits up and whatnot. And she started doing it maybe four years ago, and she's done it now for over four years. Um, She's been able to write, I think, in total over 20,000 different notes for these people. Um, She lost, unfortunately, her mother to cancer, but... Uh, her and her mom were the ones who first started making these notes, and she she still does them today. Um, and yeah, there was I I want to say um, it also said that one of the notes she she gave out was to like a retired police officer, and then now she's dating him, so it's like oh, her boyfriend. Sweet. So yeah, that was a cool story. Um, no, just I mean. This is kind of why we we add the positive story of the week is like people think that you need to do really just like humongous things and like for this girl I bet just one day she was like oh I'm gonna write a nice note to a first responder because you know how how often do they get thanked for their services and what they what they do is so selfless so anyways you can start small with something and then it can become something huge and amazing and. And help a lot of people. All right. So introduction for my man right here. This is Sam. Sam started playing music on the streets at the age of 16. His music really started to gain a lot of traction on YouTube with a song called Blind Eyed, which he performed with his friend and also another very talented musician named Ren. In 2019, Sam got signed to Island Records uh, in the UK. <laughs> and completed his first UK tour in November of that year with his album called From My Sleeve to the World. He is on YouTube's UK 2020 Artist to Watch list, and in a few years from now, I believe he will be more popular than the goat of songwriting himself, Ed Sheeran. Yep, I just said that. I can't wait to see all that this man accomplishes in the years to come. Couldn't be more proud to have this guy sitting right next to me for this podcast today, Sam Tompkins. What's up? Yo, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good. Good, brother. So uh, I guess to give people some context context real quick, mm-hmm. uh, I'll just like say the story of how, how I first came across your mm-hmm. music. Um, so this was in 2018, and it was 
Honestly, if anyone's ever heard the Scooter Braun story of how he just started listening to like a Justin Bieber, uh, I think it was just a video on YouTube early in the morning. It was really similar to that. It was maybe like 2 a.m. And I just like, you know, how, how YouTube will just suggest you so much music. And I came across that, that music uh, video with you and Ren singing Blind Eyed. And I remember it just like moved me so much to where like I started just listening to all your guys' songs. And then I went on Instagram like a crazy man and like DM'd you and we started talking and then I was like, dude, you should come out to LA and do you wanna share anything else about it? Yeah, so Brady Brady like you um hit me up and said, Hey, um, do you wanna come to LA? And I was like, Huh, this is interesting. This is a person I've never spoken to or heard of or met before asking me to cross cross uh, oceans and hang out with him in LA. And of course I said yes. And um, within a few months I was out there and I was there for a couple of weeks. And uh, this is in December of 2018. And uh, it sparked the chain of events that eventually went and changed my life. So that was, yeah, that's basically what happened. But it was, it was, it was crazy because I've I've literally wanted to come to LA like my whole life, but I could never afford it back in those times. So I was kind of hoping that one day like a brand or um, someone from out here would like like m- mostly like a company or someone like that. I was expecting not like one guy just <laughs> on YouTube. Yeah, like, and and is- I mean we were talking about it this week too. It's like. It's like I could have been just some crazy super fan that I've been Absolutely. following you for years, like since you were like a young kid. But um, no, Sam trusted me, and and then like like uh, Sam said, like it kind of just sparked our our whole friendship. And yeah, um, you came out actually to visit or to surprise me the night before I finished my run across the country. And yeah, that that like blew my mind, dude. <laughs> I, I remember I was like trying to go to bed, and I was like who's knocking on the RV door? I'm trying to get some sleep the night before this big run. And then it was like Xander, Martin, Sophie. And I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you just came in the RV and like... I remember, I've seen, I watched the video all the time and I remember uh, you said, who is it? And I was like, hello? In like some American accent. And Bro, uh, I was scared. I was like, I was like, what is going on? And then I came in and uh, yeah, you, you definitely weren't expecting it. And... Uh, it was probably one of the top five moments of my life, I'd say. Yeah. All right. So anyways, that's kind of how me and Sam first met. Um, so kind of just like what this podcast is all about is, is you know, I want people to like connect and resonate with your story. And I personally have been so inspired by your story. And it's a story of just, you know, persistence, um, commitment, hard work, um, just just this like deep core belief that that you can keep going and that you can you know make something for you in your life Definitely. and so yeah let's let's give i i know a good amount about your story but let's give the listeners some some background i guess like how did you first like when you when you were young were you, was it just like music was always your thing or i um, guess when did you first start getting into music i think it's funny uh I, I knew I never wanted to have like a normal, regular kind of uh, nine to five. Um, at first it was like, for me, it was like football, soccer here. But um, for people who actually know 
the sport and appreciate the sport. It's called football. Um, and I wanted to be a. You football guys have player. a guy named like David Beckham out there, right? Yeah, just a guy called okay. David Beckham, one of the greatest athletes of all time. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, we have David Beckham. We have quite a few people, um, but yeah, I wanted to be a footballer. Uh, then when I grew out of that, at about twelve to about sixteen, I wanted to be like a skater. I wanted to skate for a living because. That seemed fun. And then um, I always liked singing the whole time through that. And then uh, one day um, I was in Brighton, which is <laughs> touch my head. Uh, I was in Brighton and uh, that's where I'm from in uh, the UK. And uh, I, it was just after my 16th birthday and I'd been given a little bit of money from my mum to like go have some fun with my friends. And um, I spent it all on absolute bullshit wait can i swear yeah that's right. uh, absolute rubbish that i can't remember just and then, it cost me a lot of money but it's okay, okay. No yeah. and uh and uh oh top one gotta just up that just adjusting how does some, that sound does that sound, sound better right yeah do you want to ask sh- shall i carry on going <laughs> yeah 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 marty marty yeah. <laughs> what Marty's laughing like a hyena right now. He needs to chill out. Right. Wait, wait. Where was I? So you're talking about the, the 16... You just turned 16 and you were spending it on yeah, stupid I, things. I spent it on a bunch of... St- I spent my money on a bunch of stupid things. And um, I can't remember a single one of them now. But I remember going into this one shop in Brighton in the lanes, which is where a lot of the boutique kind of stores are. Not like the, like the town centre, more like uh, the outside bit. And... Uh, there was this one shop called Route One and there was this one hat and I remember it was like a... It was, I actually ended up giving this hat to a fan. I really wish I hadn't. But um, just because it means it would have meant so much to me to have it. Um, but I was guessing... Maybe if the fan's there. listening. Definitely not. No? Definitely not. I don't okay. think that fan is still a fan of me. I think that was a long, long time ago. Oh. Um, she's probably thrown it away. But... Um, yeah, there was there was this one hat that I really liked and um, I couldn't afford it. I could have afforded it at the start of the day, but I couldn't now. It was like £15. And um, I remember my friends were like, hey, you can sing. Why don't you go perform in the street for a bit and see if you can make the money? I kind of had a joke, but I was like, all right, I'll do it. I'll to get of, the hat. I'll call your bluff and I'll do it. And uh, yeah, and I did it. And within like 20 minutes, I had the money. So I went straight into the shop, bought it. And I was that was the first time I think I'd ever... Sang in front of anyone? Sang in front of anyone, really. Like, like really sang in front of anyone. Like, like just yeah. believed in myself. So you like, you knew you could sing before yeah, this experience? Yeah, well, I, I knew that I was better. Because I think like at the start, I when I was a kid, I thought everyone was able to just like hold a tune. Hmm. But when I got older... Definitely not. When I got older, <laughs> like, I started hearing people like sing. And I was like, I'm definitely, definitely better than a lot of those people. <laughs> and then like, I just had the confidence to like try it. And then, yeah, I bought that hat. And then every weekend after that, for the whole summer, I was like earning money by going busking and like... And yeah, it was great. So busking, like I know what it is, but if someone listening doesn't, it's pretty much you just go out on the street, you play for... And you entertain people. You entertain people with your talent. And and you know what's great about busking? How much were you getting paid like those first few Uh, weeks? The first few weeks was like £60 for like an hour or two. uh, Until my voice was feeling like like it was done. 
And then uh, after that, um, I started making a lot more because I I um, I started doing it with another fr- one of my friends, and he had like an amplifier. Because when I first started, it was just me singing with nothing else, like no microphone, amplifier, or just like, the raw talent. Literally, yeah. literally, no guitar. I couldn't play the guitar at, at this time. Like I literally did nothing but just put a hat, my current hat down. And, and just, then just start singing. Yeah, and just start singing. Yeah. And uh, eventually, I... Um, Where did you get, like... Because someone listening to this, like, as a 16-year-old, I wasn't that confident to do something like this. Like, mm-hmm. were, were you just, like, maybe that first experience of, uh, you know, being able to buy the hat, you're like, wow, these people reacted so strongly, so it's not that scary. Yeah. I think what it was is that I'd always wanted to try singing in front of people, but I always got scared because of the idea of having to talk to them afterwards. So like, um, like when I was singing, I'd feel, I'd, I'd feel fine kind of on stage, but the thought of then coming off the stage and then having to chat with the people in the audience, interesting that freaked me out. But the beauty of busking is that I never really had to do that because people would watch, and, and then, then kind of walk kind on of by and I'd probably never see them again. You feel me? That is so, so interesting. Like, so that was like not, that that was like the most, it was like easy. And then by the end of that summer, I was like perfectly happy singing in front of anyone and everyone because I was like. You had already done it. I'd already done much. it. And like, I was just like, fine. And it was perfect. And I got better at like speaking to people and, and stuff. Yeah, it was dope. That's amazing. Did you, um. So you started making money doing singing, I guess. Did yeah. you like have any other jobs? Or? Um, on, I was still at what's called college at home, which is when you're 16 to 18. It's not. It's like in between high school and university, and it's like a two-year oh, okay. stint between high school and university, and we call it college. And I was at college. That's uh, not for, confusing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for two years, uh, I didn't have a job because I, I, I could busk and make money. And... Uh, and all of that but I ended up what was it I ended up uh, getting a, a job my first job when I was 18 when I was out of college and that was uh, real estate here or an estate agent back at home that's what I was I, I did and I did that for like four or five months and then I quit that and then I was an external decorator for a while. I painted houses on the outside on the seafront of Brighton. That was probably my favorite job. I probably would do that again if I wasn't yeah. doing what I'm doing now. And then I ended up working at a phone company and um, working in a store for a company called Vodafone. That's cool. Um, yeah, I've heard of Vodafone. Did you, uh, I guess, in the back of your head, always think that music would be your primary way of 100 percent. eventually so. i knew that that I, I like i just told myself like i'm gonna be able to do it it wasn't really the only times i ever doubted it were when i was just having a bad time in life in general that's the only time the the doubt would seep through but um any other time i was just like like now i just it, there's no that for me like ever since i was 16 i was like that um what's funny is like in comparison to even when i was like a child who played football and uh, and when I was playing, when I was skating and stuff, even with that innocence and the naivety that comes with that age, I always knew I probably wouldn't do it. But with music, there was never a shadow of a doubt. Like it was just, I'm definitely going to be able to do this because I know no no one is doing what I can do. 
if that makes sense. And yeah. it wasn't like an arrogant thing. It was more like a just like an inner confidence thing. And I'm sure that is what's kind of been able to push, carry me through all the darker moments and stuff that come with it. Yeah. For sure. Was your, was your like family and friends really supportive of it? Um, they were. They were. Um, like friends are funny because I'm not friends with like hardly any of the people I was friends with that age now for various reasons. And family is... I think the the friends thing is it's funny because the reason why I'm not friends with a lot of them is because they became different when I when my life started changing they tr- they they didn't stay the same mm. and even though my personality was the same and the way I treated them was the same obviously my lifestyle was different yeah but they their their lifestyle didn't change and that's perfectly fine um but their personality did and the way they treated me and the way that they acted around me did and that's why I've got a different set of friends now. And um, on top of that, uh, my family, like they were really supportive, but they always told me to have a backup plan. But I just wasn't willing to do that because I always thought if I have a backup plan, that means I'm setting myself up for failure. So I just started doing like dead end jobs that I knew I w- didn't want to continue and didn't really want to rise up the ranks. Like I'd, I'm sure like there was times where I was I was offered to like, take on more hours and i was like no i'm not doing that because that means i've got less time to do to, to focus, on, to the focus music. on the music and i'm so glad i didn't do that that's Even interesting I was really I, struggling like i was like yeah. struggling for money i was like no i'm not doing that i can't do that yeah i feel like a backup plan in a sense is like when it gets tough with like your primary plan you it's almost just like a way out yeah and it, and for a lot of people it's great and like i i, I suppose like my backup plan was just working these jobs um, but like the I like I think they wanted me to have a career, like a sec like a, like an actual career, and I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Like that's yeah. just not me. I'm not that person. I've always prided myself on being one of those people that just like will just carry on doing the thing that's maybe a bit detrimental sometimes until it I might see that breakthrough. You know? Yeah. Um, what were like some influences for you? I guess maybe um, in music, and mm. then. Uh, just maybe around you growing up the people that maybe have been successful influences is is a is a good one i i think that i've been influenced by various people in different stages in my life like when i was a kid my first like idol was like a, a footballer called thierry Henry, and he played for arsenal which is the team i supported and he was just like he was like the like a god like for me like he was just like just the most amazing person in the world and he was like my first idol and then secondly um when i was into skating i was really into this guy called paul rodriguez p-rod and like i lo- I loved his style of skating and i thought he was cool and he tried his hand at acting in in this film called street dreams with rob deerdeck and i thought that was awesome and then like through all of that i really liked um like stevie wonder like the whole way through growing up because my mum liked him but, like, in terms of musical influences, like, what I listened to when I was younger, I just listened to what my brother and sister listened to, mm. mainly my sister. Um, she liked R&B and stuff, and that got me into R&B. And it's probably the reason my voice sounds the way it does now, because I just spent hours imitating them. Yeah. So I'd say my my biggest musical influence is probably my sister, just for having that yeah. taste. Because if she didn't have that taste, I wouldn't be doing what I'm yeah. doing, if you know what I mean. Because I, I wouldn't have discovered vocal runs, and I would sound different. And then when I was like 16, like I really loved Ed Sheeran and his first album that was like insane to me. 
because I loved the fact that he, you know, he didn't have some like perfect look. He was just himself and the music spoke for itself or sang for itself. Yeah. And I loved that. And um, as I've got older, I've started like resonating with different people throughout history, like Vincent van Gogh. And uh, there's an artist called Don McLean who actually wrote a song about Vincent van Gogh called Vincent. And that's what sparked my love for Vincent van Gogh. Um, yeah, I've heard you reference him in a couple of the yeah. songs. Yeah, I, lo- I, lo- I love that. But um, yeah, so That's those cool. are the influences. Um, so how many years did it take, I guess, before like your first official show, you think? I started doing music at 16 and I had my first show when I was 22, which is what I, the age I am now. So six years before I had my first show where everyone was there for me wow six years that is the best thing i've ever seen in my life and this was for the 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 uh, from my sleeve to the world tour yeah yeah from my sleeve to the uk and ireland tour that's amazing so dublin i think was it when did that when did the whole blind eye thing like blow up the the youtube video so the story of blind eye is that me and my friend like ren wrote it in his old bedroom uh, in a in his old apartment, and um, and I suppose uh, we kind of sat on it for a while because we both went through a, a lot of stuff in that period of time, and we just weren't ready for something like that to come out. And it still hadn't come out, but we were filming a video for something else, and um, we had the camera crew who were our friends, and we just went, oh, we should go busking. And the camera crew were just gonna hang out with us and not film, but like we played blind eyed once on the guitar and we were like oh we should get it just for promo for this song and then the second time we played it like ever like because we just jammed it the second time we played it ever like ever on the guitar and my voice uh i think like was the actual was the actual video and that has gone on to get millions and millions of views like across all platforms and that's like what started our off this thing that's gone wild. Yeah. I mean, like, even when I hear the song and to that this was day, in that was I think that was in April 2018, May 2018. Yeah, that it was, makes it came, sense. The video came out on YouTube in April 2018, and it went viral in June. It had, like, 10,000 hits, 15,000 hits. Got maybe 20,000. And then June came, just went, started going... Yeah, and then I probably watched it in, like, August. Yeah. June, July, August. Wow. So had you ever gotten that much, like, traction on any of your music before that video? No. That was the first one of my own stuff that had gone viral. I'd had um, little bits and bobs of, like, covers I'd done, like, go viral and maybe maybe hit about half of what that video did. But, yeah, nowhere near. That's amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy when I think about it. I don't even know how it happened. Like, because normally with a YouTube video, it kind of, if it's going to explode, it explodes straight away, right? Right away. It doesn't, it very rarely like goes on to do like two months later. Yeah. Or it has like a couple of viral moments because like one page will post it then and then like three months later, some other page that's like recycling old posts of another page will then give it that second, second go. But we didn't have a first go until like two or three months after the mu- after the fact. So, yeah, it's really strange. 
Do you do you still like get messages from people that like yeah. only talk about that song yeah. and stuff? Yeah, to the point where it's like, geez, like listen to some look new at, stuff. Look at look like, at my new music. Like, like not even like in a bad way. It's just like you're like that's like two years ago. Yeah, that's like so long ago. Um, he I'll has ne- he ne- has amazing new music out. I'll, I'll never st- I'll never stop being grateful for all the messages I get off that song though. Yeah, and and stuff. It's just funny when they send it because I'm like, geez, how are they only? Fun-? Like, it's funny to think that there's people like because that that was like a moment in time for me. That was like a snapshot in time for me. That like I'll I'll never get back. But every now and then someone l- lives that moment for the first time. Do you see what I mean? That's interesting. And that's like yeah. hella cool for me. Yeah. 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 That's, that's what's cool about the these platforms like i was even telling you this podcast right now in like 10 years from now someone could just find this podcast yeah and then and then gain a lot of knowledge from mm-hmm. it or 100 or lessons i guess yeah it's crazy um all right so so you you're talking a little bit about that first show mm. what did that feel like for you to go from i guess 16 year old you know you had kind of saying a little bit on your own but never in front of anyone to like now you're 22 years old there's people in the crowd they were they were singing you back the lyrics right mm. of your music yeah. that you made what tell me about how that made you feel so like the first show is in dublin and um i remember the venue for that show because what it was is that i'd never done a like an actual one like one show with all my fans in but we decided to do a tour and mm. like skip that first show out. And we sold out the whole thing. And that was like 2,000 tickets. And that was Dublin, Manchester, Bristol, Brighton, London, and Glasgow. Um, and that's six cities, five or four of which I've literally only been like once in my life. Yeah. And... Um, so that's just nuts for you it to was show crazy. up. To a place and like, you've like... I, I remember the London show was the craziest because that was like, that's like the nearest crowd. So I pulled in the big, uh, we did the biggest venue for that. And at first we did it like a 150 cap venue. Um, but we sold that out in five minutes. So Jeez. I was like, right, let's like do something else. Let's like find something else so we found another one and the only one we could find was like 900 and i was like oh that might be a little bit too much because all the other shows were like 200 at the most yeah and we sold that out as well and then like i remember coming on stage for my london show and i saw all these people with their smiles like i felt like their smiles were so big they were like touching me like it was so like like it, it it was I came out and I just like my whole life froze for a quick sec and I've never had that ever like in my whole lifetime I've never been felt that like that feeling and that is a feeling I'll probably be chasing for the rest of my life because I can't even explain that to people who haven't experienced it or like probably similar feeling to when like you hit you touch the water you know Mm. when you came when you Mm. were on that run and I saw that like I'm so glad to see that but like when I like that's the only thing I compare it to. It's like a moment of euphoria that you'll just be like, wow, that was yeah. a real moment in time. And, um, seeing all those people that's there amazing, for me. Wow. And, um, that was insane. And I remember I, I sang my song follow suit, which is a, a really personal song about one of my friends. And, um, I saw, I, I just like, I stopped singing the first chorus. Cause I was like, 
I want to ch- try something. And then like everyone was singing it. Cause I thought I could hear it. Cause I have in ears in my head. Yeah. Thing. I was like, I can't, cause like, you can only really hear yourself. So I like took them out. And, um, so you didn't, you didn't like know that they were going to be singing it. Yeah. Back. And then like I stopped and I was like, Oh wow. <sighs> everyone was singing every single word. Everyone was captivated. I was captivated by them and they were captivated by my music. And, and it was like, that is a feeling that I cannot describe to someone, anyone, even, even if it's someone who's felt the exact same thing, I couldn't describe it to them because it's like, it's so personal. Yeah. Like, and my music is so personal. And the idea that that is reached and connected with that many people is like, absolutely like, geez, Louise. You know? And that's why, that's why I gravitate. That's why I think I gravitated to that YouTube video. And to you is like, you're so real with your music mm. and every song that you put out is is so just you and every like every cell of your body is is in that music and is in that song and like i don't know it's it's an industry that like a lot of music will come out and it's like someone else writes it for them and yeah. and they don't even like really I don't know. Um, Connect with it. But do you know, that's yeah. okay. That's Which okay. is okay. Which I'm is just okay. saying. And I'm yeah, just exactly. saying. Like, exactly. I know. I know. But I'm saying like, that's okay. Like people can do that, you know, like, and yeah. that's fine. But yeah. like for me, like it's really hard to imagine a world where I'm not writing my music, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm just, just saying like, it, it has it, to come I from think me. that's why it moves people so much yeah. is because they know it's coming straight from your heart. And it's like, it's literally like the title of, you know, from my sleeve to the world. Yeah. It's like you giving my heart to everyone. Yeah. So what would you say has been like the biggest challenge with your just maybe music career? I think it's um, dealing with criticism, uh, whether that's from people I respect or people I don't know, like or just, you know, anyone in between. Like it's fucking difficult, man. I find that so difficult to like deal with because I've, and it's probably, people could probably think of it as m- immaturity, but it's like when something means so mi- much to you, it's so hard to take any kind of negative opinion because you're like so connected to it that it's like, it's, I don't want to sound cliche, it's like a part of you. Like it's like a genuine part of your heart. So like to to have to, you know, listen to someone like maybe slate it online or like, you know, it's really hard and to bite your tongue and like just accept that that's how they feel. Um, and there's been so many times where I've really got in my head and like doubted myself because of that. But um, I'm slowly learning that, you know, it's just the more, and the thing is the bigger you get, the more it becomes the norm for people mm. to feel entitled to say what they want about you online or, you know, People think that my heart's like like I'm made of steel, like it d- doesn't affect me. But like you can clearly see from my music, I'm a very sensitive person. So like a- anything that I see negative or positive affects me, you know, because yeah. I'm a human being, you know. And it's it's crazy because it's like you could get, um, you could get like say ten people to say something really nice and mm. positive about your music. But then just one that one person can that one person all. you could just get for whatever reason your brain can like focus mem- in on that. I remember there was this time where I was looking at the blind eyed uh, video and I was watching the um, 
we had like I don't know how many likes are on there, like fifty thousand likes on that video, and there's probably like three hundred dislikes. I remember every time that a new dislike would come, out of how many thousands of likes, I'd be so disappointed, and I don't, I can't even explain why. It's just like seeing that some just someone disliked it makes me un- unhappy, and um, as I say, I, I'm getting used to that now though, so I'm hopefully won't yeah, I mean, that soon. What I what I talk about is like any time that you know people dislike what you're doing or they say something negative, um, like even so- someone to- tried to talk me out of of running across the country and like mm-hmm. it's not they're they're really not like ill intented with it. It's yeah. more so in their head they they don't think they can do it, so they it's almost like. I can't do it, so you're not going to do it either. Mm. They try to just, it's almost like they're reflecting their fear on you. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you have, like I, I told you, you know, you have such a tribe behind you. Yeah. And just always remember that, like, for every person that dislikes you, your team has got your back and, yeah. and you're, 100%, man. you know, they're, they're not going to be at the show. Yeah. So that's it. They can you know, do their little Twitter fingers on the computer and stuff. Um, Absolutely. So to spin that in a more positive sense, mm-hmm. what has been your most positive experience through through the music? Maybe like, an experience with a fan or yeah, just whatever. There's been a couple. Um, I remember there was this one show in Bristol. Uh, this one just sticks out to me uh, where... Um, it was like the end of the show and at all my shows, I always like meet everyone. I always tell everyone I'm coming outside. doesn't matter if there's like 200 people or 400 or 500 or 1,000. I'll, I'll try my hardest to speak to everyone that stays, sticks around. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's there this one guy like at the end of the line and he came up to me with his girlfriend and he was like shaking. And I was like, are you okay? Because I was genuinely concerned. And uh, he was just so happy to see me. And um, we had a nice chat and it turned out that he was like, he had autism and um, he's like, like normally if he's in crowded spaces, like he gets really, uh, it's like too much for him. It's mm-hmm. like a sensory, uh, like a sensory thing. I think it's called a sensory overload where it's like too much, like all around you. Yeah. And um, like he said that my show was the first show he ever plucked up the courage to go to. And like, it was like the first like time he'd ever been like in a crowded space, like a, a venue a show. Wow. And there was like 250 people there. And uh, he said he's, it, this inspired him to go to more more shows. That was probably the most insane experience. Because that was like, you're literally almost risking your life to come to one of my shows, you know? Risking your like whole being. Is facing his like biggest fear yeah. to just and listen like, to your he, music. Yeah, and it's just like, that was insane to me. That was That was... Yeah, I'll never forget that. That's special, man. Um, so if you could like talk to sixteen year old Sam Tompkins right now mm. throughout the last, you know, seven, seven years, let's say, of things that you've learned, what would what advice would you give him? Or anyone out there listening right now, maybe maybe someone that's busking. Mm. and they really believe in their music, but they haven't had that blind-eyed video or they haven't had that first show? I think that what I'd say is appreciate the time you have with people 
before it becomes a thing where you don't get to see them as much. Like I don't get to see like my family as much as I'd like to, and and um, I like I don't get to spend time with my as much time as with my girlfriend, like quality time, and um, like friends and stuff from back home that I went to school with. Um, I, I wish that I could like make it so I I like took a step back every time that I saw them before it was like this and was like this is so sick that I can do this and just be with be with you guys and have a good time also um like you know I've lost friends and stuff and um kind of appreciate those those relationships a lot more and friendships um and and like remember to check on up on people as much as possible and I think I've done a good job of doing that with my friends like over the years but like just that little bit more just so you can really feel like you've you're making you're like they know that, that, that there's someone out there that's really rooting for them you know I think that would be it yeah man that's that's uh that's really cool when I was like in middle school I remember and and maybe some other people can relate to this as well but I feel like everyone at some time has been like bullied or whatnot mm -hmm. and I remember just for me, middle school was like not so much fun and I just wanted to be older or like be in high school or be in college because like people say that college is the best time of your life and stuff. And what I got like from the advice you just gave, staying in the moment um, is so key because it's almost like you could accomplish so much in your life, right? Yeah. But if you're not in the moment and enjoying it and you're always thinking about that next meeting or that next show or whatever it is, um, you can't actually be there and enjoy it. And it mm. sounds like you've been able to like kind of master that a lot as yeah. as you've kind of gone through it yeah. in that like, you know, like you just said, when you performed that first show, it was almost like a moment in time. It just yeah. kind of was just still. Um, that's amazing, man. Um, all right, so... We're almost done here. I just wanted, I mean, I I know like this was something like when we first met each other, I knew just right away um, that you're not shy when it comes to like singing and presenting your music. So if you want, only if you want, um, you could just like sing a little something. Someone who's never listened to you before. Just a second. Oh, yeah. He has, he has a... He has a little guitar over here, bringing it over. That's it. This is just how Sam is. Like, right when I met him, he just started singing. I was like, luckily he's good. Okay. This. Okay, here we go. Okay. Despite what I think. I'm a lot less lonelier whenever I'm around you mm -hmm. Time goes in a blink But it stopped for a while the moment that I first found you It's like being a kid I'm ripping the PVA glue right off my little hands mm 
And I can admit Happily, wholesomely that I am your biggest fan Oh boy, you're my best friend I decided to take you home and show my parents I'm not alone Where I resided, where I was prone to sit in silence and live unknown You understood me and really cared, you never would leave me standing there I was so relieved I began to share My heart's on my sleeve with whatever I wear Boy, you're my best friend Cool. Wow. Bravo, bravo. Man. That was awesome, dude. I didn't know you were going to sing us a full song. Still going. That was amazing. Is that, is that, thank you. Is that like a new, new song? Yeah, that's a song called Oh Boy. That's about a dog I never had, but I wanted. Oh, wow. That's cool. All right, uh, that's about it. We end our our shows with just saying one thing you're grateful for. You want to go first? I'm grateful for my friendship with you, bro. Um, when I was really struggling, you were there, and um, you introduced me to everyone around you, and everyone around you has been just the exact kind of person I'd expect someone as amazing as you to be with and uh, surround yourself with. And... Um, you honestly both saved my life and changed my life without even realizing it, bro. And um, I'll always remember that because there's not many people out there that would put their own pride aside to like hit someone up and just be like, look, I know this is a bit crazy, but would you like to <laughs> fly over to the other side of the world? And, uh, and, it, and it, you know, it changed my life. And um, I'm so proud of you and yeah. That's what I'm grateful for. Damn, bro. How about you, bro? Try and top that. Dude, you're going to make me cry. Here, can, let's get... I want to hug you. Let's hug it out, boy. This won't be... I love you, man. I love you so much, man. Um, I mean, that's that's what I was going to say to you. Is, oh, yeah, of course. No, seriously, course, man. Like, I mean, the, the people who have really been following my journey know that um, before... When I was when I was leaving my company, I just lost so much of my confidence, and um, I I just I I remember, bro, like this is gonna sound crazy, but I remember like my days were so dull, and I was like really going through depression and whatnot, and like I just remember how excited I got 
when I found that blind eyed video and like, and then like I sent these DMs and then it's like, you're responding to me. I just remember it like, it really lifted my spirits and like, just, just knowing, knowing you, getting to know you and to like see that, you know, like, I, I feel like I'm a, I'm, I'm a fan of you and I'm, I'm your friend. Yeah, man. And it's and like, same here, man. Same here. And it's like, you're, that's you know, you people, pay people can, to be here. People, just I paid them a lot. No. <laughs> <laughs> people, people, you know, like will just listen to your music and see you on Instagram and whatnot, but they might not like have the interaction I have with you. And just for anyone wondering out there, he is exactly uh, the words that he puts out. Thank like, you, man. Like it's it's a hundred percent real, and I love you, bro. So. Love you too, man. Give me one of these, boy. All right, so yeah, that, that's pretty much the episode. Um, go go follow this man, Sam Tompkins UK, on Instagram, social Thank media, you. all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, hope you all have a great day. All right, oh, yeah. Peace. Peace. We all have twenty four hours in a day, and you chose to spend part of your day with us. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast, and we hope you go out there and act on your dreams and ideas. You know what you have to do. Don't overthink it. Just get started. I'll see y'all soon. Until then, let's get it.